You are listening to The Eleventh Hour, a podcast about Rancid. I am Sam Melancon of Debacle Records. And I am Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. Each week, one of us picks a song from Rancid or a Rancid-adjacent song and talks about all our complicated feelings about said song. This week was my pick. I picked The Brothels, a somewhat well-known song from an important compilation called Given the Boot. First of, I think, like seven, though I think they they nosedive pretty quickly <laughs> in quality um, uh, of Hellcat Records compilations. Uh, so called Give Them the Boot. And uh, yeah, let's uh, check out the brothels. So, Given the Boot came out in, surprisingly, July. Well, not so surprisingly, because everything with Rancid seems to come out in Always in the summer. summer. They seem to be well aware of their position in the world, that they need they need the upbeat summer vibes. Yeah, well, and um, you know, by this point, like, Warp Tour is going on, so it's like, oh, we got to have it yeah, time exactly. for Warp Tour. They're totally, 100%. Like, this is the cycle they're in. They are, they are a June through August band, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they're 100%. So, um... July 7th, 1997. I had it in my mind that it was a year later, closer to Life Went Away, but this is actually kind of a nice little in-between, betwixt uh, <laughs> the big years of uh, Alk and the Wolves and Life Won't Wait. This was sort of pre... There was sort of a set of seven inches that came out from Hellcat very early on that were very weird and gnarly, but were very low uh, pressing that are kind of swept under the rug mm. and then there was okay we're doing hellcat for real i'm not even sure if those first like group of five or six seven inches were um uh officially through epitaph you know like that's the level of like it's sort of like there was a proto period for hellcat uh but this was sort of the beginning of of that and there's a lot of stories about how this was put together i know that um uh vic and vic's uh girlfriend at the time the wicks who i was listening to a really great podcast about haven't even finished it It was a very long podcast about how that this comp came together um but it was very interesting like tim was was really keen on the idea of like let's make a very cheap affordable kind of the same model i'm not sure if punkorama i believe punkorama had come out and some of the other big you know sort of Let's put out a very affordable mm-hmm. CD comp as like a loss leader, you know, just basically at right. cost, like the six five ninety nine, six ninety nine costs has had kind of blown the world open for Epitaph. So like this was sort of like, oh, let's do that for Hellcat. And so um they wanted to do it. They did it in the Hellcat mode and that it was like all in, you know, these digipacks, which were kind of new at the time these sort of like eco craft digipacks. They had a big poster in the you know, like kind of like thin paper newsprint poster, you know, it was kind of a little bit more, 
I don't know. It wasn't DIY in any way. Obviously, it was a pretty, you know, Epitaph had a lot of money at the time. And they just basically were like, I'm pretty sure passing these out at Warped Tour. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm pretty sure these were basically like if they made some money back, that was nice. But like, this was completely like, let's just hype the hell out of these bands. And um, uh, the first one had this cover. Uh, this one had this cover of just a, a skyline at night. I, I was assuming, um, well, it's interesting. It's such an interesting split of San Francisco bands, but, and, and California bands, but it was probably a, it was probably a, a New York skyline or some New York buildings because like the half the bands were these New York bands, mm-hmm. um, and very New York focused because of Vic and, and the Wicks. I'm sure we're all these, these New Yorkers, the kind of New York weirdos, um, the vibe was to kind of show the combination that Hellcat was going for, which is this interesting combination of like street, you know, it's the rancid vibes. It's street punk plus um, ska, rock steady, and a little bit of uh, reggae, and sort of have how's that all going to fit together? For me, this comp is really, really important. It it it's such a cool example of. Uh, the way you thread a playlist together, a track list together, uh, can make things that you don't even know if you would like it outside of the context of the thing can make it be just iconic. You know what I mean? It's it. it we've talked a little bit yeah. about compilations and label comps and um, even movie soundtracks can really make something you like something that maybe you wouldn't outside the context of the thing. Mm-hmm. This is the apex of that for me. There's a lot of things on this. That outside of the the context of this specific comp, I no interest in. You know what I mean. <laughs> but within this, it's like I wouldn't change a thing. You know what I mean. It's so important. It's so well done. It it's it, it has this amazing sort of speed up, slow down. The fact that you have F minus and the Dave Hilliard seven like sitting on the same comp, making a lot of sense to me. You know what I mean. Like it kind of it takes the aperture of like what. Um, rancid was at the time especially going into life won't wait it's sort of like a uh a thesis of like yeah what we're about to do with life won't wait let's show you the world that we're like living within and sort of zoom out of just us and talk about like look at all these people we Mm -hmm. like you know and look at all these bands we like and a lot of these bands went on actually not that many on this comp to be honest but a good amount of these bands were about to be on um Hellcat or all these these songs are going to be on Hellcat records that were going to be coming out in the next chunk. So um, good label, you know, did all the things you want from a label comp. Like it gave you previews of bands. It um, gave you a vibe. And really in a lot of ways kind of, I think, prepped you for Life Won't Wait. Um, All that said, people came here for Rancid probably. And so they put Rancid right at the front with the brothels, which is what we're talking about today. And so the brothels kicks everything off. It kicks it off with a um, with a siren, uh, which is not the first and only sort of song that has sort of like these police sounds on it. I believe there's like at least one more on this that kind of has like these sampled police. It's a very common thing. And oh, like, no, 90, 97, man. Yeah, like, I feel like 90s, every record I had. Yeah, nineties punk, <laughs> especially. I mean, it's nineties uh, punk and nineties hip hop. It yeah. was just constant. Yeah samples of different sirens and like people on police radios and yep. <laughs> dispatches like it was the thing you know um i feel like 90s if you were really paying attention to the 90s 
it wasn't too hard to translate to a cabs or right. you know, uh, in later life, you know, like I feel that was already built in. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that was already like, it was like, yeah. Um, but yeah. And it, and it starts with this sort of, uh, real banana, banana, like, um, riff that at first is one of the most clash and out come the walls riffy kind of, English punk things. Well, what, as I was listening to it this week, like this is this brothel song, like that we can talk about the topic of it is it's kind of classic rancid of let's just talk about a sleazy person and a sleazy topic and just talk about yeah. that person's got sleazy things going on. Yeah. Right. You know, and kind of with, without any like analysis of, is it good or bad? You know, it's kind of just telling the story, street level story of a person. And there's two, there's kind of some twists to it. Like there's some voicing going on that I find really interesting. Like, like I've, I don't know how often we've heard them like sing in somebody else's voice. Like they're almost like talking in like, again, musical theater. It's kind of a funny moment for that. <laughs> um, but like, there's some interesting things with that. But what I find really interesting that I maybe hadn't consciously picked up past that first like that sounded very clash you know that chunk chunk you know the rest of that song is the most glammy yeah sex pistols you know because original sex pistols album is very glam rock and kind of like like almost pub rock meets glam rock and like new york dolls might be like a maybe i'm wrong with that one but i feel like that's right like there's kind of this Generation X, yeah. like that glamier, more British and New York style of yeah of this song early punk. Yeah, this song felt very New York to me, like in, yeah. in a way that I didn't. I mean, I don't, I don't. This was never a big song for me at all because, like, yeah, I ninety seven. You just I, I mean, checked this, out. You weren't in those, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. but like I knew it and stuff. But going back and listening to it this last week or however long it's been since we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't even know um, what time is but um that's the thing that really struck me was how i was just like man yeah i don't know yeah like generation x was one of, and like that it it just feels very informed by that scene and it's got this sleaze factor yeah, and like that's kind the, of like sexy like sleaze that's not a thing you get from them no very often, I, think, right? I think that's a good point the sleaze factor like weird sexiness thing like because sonically i don't really hear new york dolls but that vibe that you just described is exactly the new york dolls to me and so uh, yeah and okay. so i can see i and, and i may be wrong that's just my perception but like yeah, yeah um i'm not gonna act act like i'm an expert right, on new york um, dolls so but that i could that makes sense to me and it's and it's funny because i don't feel like those are sort of references or influence that people pull out a lot when talking about rancid but it's you know it's always clash and oi and you know those which and i understand i took like those are way bigger influence but i thought this was and, and it was interesting too thinking about some of the conversations we've had about later rancid and the glam stuff and the like bobber like the bobber yeah yeah exactly it's like uh, this one was like is this early bobber it's the I, like, really had that. yeah like and and that earlier thing that that sort of like riffy thing 
outside the the 90s like we just heard it now come the wolves and it's so clashy which is by far the most clash like mm -hmm. rancid there was um i would say there's a really like kiss glam rock kind of riffing you know i don't know like like i don't know exactly what the right reference is but like this is a little bit of like lars letting that freak flag fry this, you know yeah I mean? like, this feels very uh, and a lot more than i remember a lot more influenced by lars than i thought about like yeah um i agree i i really think this is like that riffing like kind of fun garage rock mm -hmm. you know just like pure like kind of glammy garage rock that like we've come to understand is like his thing like that yeah. kiss you know thing and and um yeah, I don't know. It's 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 funny to have a song that's so imprinted on me that in the past I think I've really been like, oh, it's one of their most clash like songs. And then it's like it's really not. It's like really kind of like sludgy and not sludgy, but like mushy kind of in mm -hmm. the way that some of that stuff is like it's got a little kind of sheen over it. Like it's kind of not as crisp and it and it kind of um, I don't know. And then again, he sings in these like he sings as the prostitute, you know, which I think is like, wow, that's kind of like not what I would expect Lars to do. You know, it like get, he gets in the voice of somebody else and it's a prostitute, you know, right. what I mean? like it's a female and talking about it. Like that's really like stepping out. That's really like musical theater sort of thing. Like he, he, you know, like that doesn't feel super rancidy at this point. You know what I mean? Like that's not something I would expect people to these guys to do so like while it is this like just this like here's a portrait of a sleazy guy willie's likes the brothels and he's got speed yeah and he'll get he's a yeah anything you need you know and it's <laughs> and it's like it's a fun song but like it is just and you wonder where it came from too like is this early life on wait sessions is this i don't know because if it's some b-side like what is this that's what i was wondering because i don't think i don't know it doesn't feel very life won't wait to me like i don't know what yeah, it feels I like I don't, like it doesn't feel like anything they were doing around that time <laughs> like maybe they just were like hey we have that one track do you guys want to go record it because i need a track for my yeah. hellcat thing you know what i mean like I, I could see that you know they were probably i really wish i knew i'd really love to see the songwriting credits on there here i know i want to know if it was is this a lars song really a lars it song? feels like yeah, it, okay. like it it feels like a lars song to me i think for some reason and this is this is just the way my brain works like i always thought of it as a tim song because it was on a hellcat comp mm -hmm. and i don't i that's funny that doesn't make any like when you when i sit and think about it it's like the, that doesn't make yeah, any yeah. fucking sense but but then when you listen to it this just feels and it's, and again I think had I heard it in 97 and thought about it, I, I don't know. But, like, knowing what we know now about Lars. Oh, I think, yeah, the, the context that we've been talking about. And so that might have nothing to do with the reality. But, sure. like, within the story of this podcast. Yes. It's really interesting. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. Yes. At least the narrative we're building around these guys. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Which is subjective and true. Like, that is the and actual the, subjective story yeah, we're making. The 11th hour know? podcast canon. It is. <laughs> I mean. It's a thing. That's how all this stuff exactly. works. You know what God. I mean? That's it. I mean, that's. 
That's how all history is written. If you want, if you want you to finish your own canon, start your own podcast. Although I guess we did give the podcast away last week to Drew, didn't It's true, yeah. We got to hand over the keys at some point. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, no, it's... That was my, like, my biggest takeaway was the New York thing. And um, I don't know. And, and I don't know what that... I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of ambivalent about the song mostly, to be honest. Um, I think that, I think the lack of a, um, uh, point of view. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. I think the lack of a point of view is, I think if there, let me just put this way. I think if there was a point of view, it could be a more interesting song. I do agree that the. Lars singing in the prostitute's voice thing is really interesting. And I don't know if it's good, interesting necessarily, but it is, it's like, wow, this is different. This is trying. And I think, yeah. And maybe we're just in this musical theater mode, but that is so like, it's one of, (laughs) you know, I always think of musical theater as Tim's thing and it is Tim's thing primarily, but Lars is along for the ride. And then this, Oh, totally. I mean, anybody, uh, by the way, anybody who loves wrestling basically is two right. steps away musical from theater. <laughs> musical right. theater. Right, right. It's just it's musical theater and skimpy outfits. Um, yeah, exactly. But but then a song like this is like, oh, maybe I think Lars is even maybe more into it than I. Get, think, yeah, I like. You know? I think like, he likes the performance of it. You know what I mean? Like he likes. Yeah. That performance, the performative stretching, is some of the stuff he likes about it. I would guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. And the absolute truth is, like, this is a way to talk about this album. Like, not that I really... W- I feel like it would be fun to do something with this album, this this comp, mm. uh, maybe in Patreon land or mm-hmm. something. Because it's, like, it's very, like, outside of the scope. It's, like, stepping one level outside of the scope. But, like, if you want to talk about my rancid journey or, like, what's great about Hellcat, this is what's great about Hellcat. You know what I mean? Like, this comp, you know, like, you could, like, have the Hellcat, like, end with this comp and it still would have been a really great thing. You know what I mean? Because there's something about this comp that has this magic. And I don't think I'm the only one that feels that way. Like I would love to hear other people who are around at the time or has come back to it since then. Like this comp specifically has some real magic. I wouldn't expect that magic to be like as apparent to somebody who comes at it from a later date. You know what I mean? As much, but like, it's a while, like just looking at, I mean, the, it's got the fucking scatolites on it. Yeah, the scatolites come in and do Latin yeah. ska. They let them have that track, which is one of the most famous right. scatolite tracks. <laughs> and like the the sequencing is immaculate. Like even tracks you don't like, you start to love because of the sequencing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like it's like I don't know. Just I would also say part of the reason this track is so incredible is because it goes boom. And then the fucking the the crow from the watch this comes on and one of the best slacker mm-hmm. songs ever <laughs> starts and you're like, whoa, you know, like what? And there's something about like in a weird way, the brothels is kind of this overture. 
for this for this out you know that's not the true use of overture but it's a it's some it's some opening right mm-hmm. and then like oh the comp really starts with the slackers and the slackers were nobody right. at the beginning of this they had one album out it, it didn't really sound like the slackers yet yeah and like this would build into their first big album which was on hellcat and like this was going to be the song on it and it's like but it hadn't happened yet you know what mm-hmm. i mean like and like but like this is like the New York thing is really interesting because, like, it does not feel like a California punk album at all. It doesn't sound like no. a California label. Like, this is really when, I mean, when I think of- Coyote Studios is like, this is Coyote Studios, all like that yeah. New York la- uh, studio, like, in a box. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and well, yeah, no, this doesn't feel like a California comp at all. Even though there is a lot of California bands on here, obviously. But yeah, for sure. But it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a lookout comp or a fat records comp. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel like Punkarama even, you know, yeah. it doesn't feel like it just feels like this kind of world. Again, it kind of has that life won't wait ism of like it's got a broader view of the world, you know, and like going like, oh, my God, having watched this come on right after that, you're just like, whoa, where is this going to go? And it really goes a lot of fucking places like you get a couple of ska songs and then there's like always songs start coming on and then like these like real like deep like rock study songs come on and then like stuff that you can't even like classify come on then all of a sudden you've got one of the best covers of oh roots radicals i mean just an incredible version of like roots radicals comes on and this is like super early dropkick murphys too isn't it i mean like oh yeah it's super early yeah this is like like oh my god barroom heroes like for all the people who hadn't ever heard bar you know early dropkick murphys and you're like whoa this is like you know if you wanted that sing-along drop conversion right. the first time they had started unlocking that they were just kind of a hardcore band at first you know what i mean yeah and so like you get that like whoa yeah out of nowhere you get this like irish sing-along about you know barroom heroes and you're like what the fuck is this label you know you're just like and and again that might not be your fa- like you might not go on to be like i'm gonna go listen to a bunch of the gadgets or u.s bombs or you know and swinging others or dave hilliard or any of these things but inside the the like bounds of this thing you're like yeah i want this i want you know like mm-hmm. it's one of the best you know and and just like you know there's just enough like here's some real like hardcore dirty discharge sort of stuff like choking victim and f minus at the end kind of comes out of nowhere right and then it ends with the dave hilliard <laughs> 37 which is just basically instrumental slackers you know what i mean and it's like like n- nowhere else are you gonna get f minus into dave hilliard and that sounds like it should be the worst thing ever but it just fucking works like it's it's uh, I, w- I would love to go really deep on some of these things but like Again, there's so much to dislike, especially like with many, many years, you know, 30, almost 30 years of, of distance to this thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to rip apart about the, these bands, the right. the, the sure. approach to the music. There's there's so much to not like about this. I You know, there's a lot of cringe on this. But like the sequencing, the vibe, what's going on in this, this, this comp it's just fucking immaculate the second one's got some stuff that's interesting but like they never really truly recaptured this you know and like when when hellcat was good which was you know very hit and miss extremely hit and miss but like when the hellcat was good it was because they 
for a moment at times, Tim was quite good at like taking the thing that made Rancid good, you know, the sort mm -hmm. of like omnivorous sort of like, I like this really weird combination of stuff and just sort of like curating a larger, broader group of people doing similar stuff, you know? And so I don't know, as, as a, as a thing, it's such a fun, such a fun comp and, and, you know, listening to it in, you know, we're in the summer right now and like, it's it's bright it's nice out and it's like just listening to this it's like it just takes me back to being like why does this work you know right. what i mean like it's such a cool like why does this work and it you know from all i can tell the people that helped him put this together the wicks and like and um this other person just like they put a lot of time and effort and we're telling people no and you know we're you know like i I don't know. Like, it's just, it, it seems like a lot of effort was put into making sure this was as good as it could be. And it's not like I ever liked a Voodoo Glow Skull song ever again, but this is a great Voodoo Glow Skull right. song. And it fits perfectly in between that Oi song and the fucking Dropkick Murphy song. You know, and it's like this, like, you know, like, I don't know. It was trying to be very, you know, it had this whole interesting uh, Latin and, and Spanish speaking stripe through it and like, I don't know. It's just such a cool, thoughtful comp. I don't know. Yeah. I'm very interested in anybody who didn't listen to it or people who did. Like, what is your experience with this? Because I, I, I can't even, like, talk about it. I, like, I'm, I'm realizing how much words fail me on this <laughs> thing because I'm just like, ah. I look at this list and I'm like, it's really hard to make the case. <laughs> that <this laughs> I feel <is> like <laughs> that this is some piece of art. Yeah. But it really is. It re I really find it to be such an impressive... Well, like some of it's, you know, more than some of it's there's parts. just a magic in, a I don't know, like when compilations come together, I don't know. I just, I'm a big, I, I am still like a big compilation person and, and I realize they've kind of lost a lot of their appeal in the age yeah, of when playlists. Anything, anybody can make a comp right. in five minutes. But it, yeah, exactly. to me though, there's still like, I think there's such a. There's like a real skill of like, yeah, sequencing it in kind of weird and interesting ways. And, you know, I'll, I don't know. It's just, you can tell, like, cause you can, I feel like you can really, and I'm sure, I guess you could do this playlist. I don't know. I'm, I, whatever. But like, you can really tell like a story or something, you know, you can, when, yeah. if you, when it's done right. And it's, and it is, it's a hard thing to. Um, explain. I don't know. It's like it's one of those things. It's, it's, it's what? It's like pornography. You know it and you see it, or whatever the thing is. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. like it's, yeah. you know, it's like what makes a great th comp. And it's like, well, I can kind of run down some things, but really, it's just you know when you hear it, and yeah, that's and and now now whether I think this one qualifies or not, I don't. I just I don't know it is what like. It looks yeah. interesting and it's hard for me because I'm sure that I would have had a different reaction to this. It had, if it had come out in like 96, let's say. Yeah. Um, and it was right in the thick of every, you know, like when I was into this stuff, it'd be a whole thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, I love the idea of a bunch of sort of not random, but just the more all over it place it is to a degree like if they put like some fucking actually you know what put some 
it's like an avant-garde sound art on here. I don't know, but like, yeah, I mean, go for uh, it. I just think that's, I think that's, I, I I love when comps do that kind of thing because I think it's there's a, and I don't think you can do this as much with playlists. I think if you bring a bunch of stuff together from that is, you know, it's different there, but you find the thread, right? And yeah. you can, that's how you, so you, you can expose people to stuff that they probably wouldn't hear otherwise. And it become, it can become a sort of gateway into a wider scene or, you know, broadening their listening habits or introducing them. Totally, yeah. And I mean, cause that's what happened for me with a lot of things back. Cause that, again, back in the nineties, that was how you, you know, how you did that. Um, and I don't think that, you know, playlists just don't have the same. It's just not the same because the other thing with comps too, that, it, it, that it will get people who are a fan of a certain band or bands to come be oftentimes it was exclusive tracks and yeah exactly. um, or at the time you know i mean like, I, like it sounds like some of this stuff was on albums that came later but that would instantly bring people like oh well i mean this is a perfect example i fucking love rancid there's a rancid song on here that is not anywhere else so of course i'm gonna get this and then all of a sudden, like, oh, my God, like, this was, I'm sure this comp was the first introduction for a lot of people to, like, Jamaican music with, like, the Scatalites. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And yeah. that's, and, and that's the, that's one of the, and we've talked about this kind of thing before with stuff like Desmond Decker and different things. Like, that's mm-hmm. the best of Tim Armstrong is that I think yeah. he, you know, there's, we can talk about all the you know cosplaying as whatever and you know there can be some issues mm-hmm. there but like at his heart he i genuinely he loves this music and he wants other people you know he wants to sh- share it with people and he wants people to listen to it and stuff like this like okay i'm gonna put out this comp to charge like five bucks for it i'm gonna put exclusive rancid song onto it and we'll put the fucking scottalites on there and it's gonna be the first time a lot of these people hear this and a lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh, whatever," but there's gonna be some group of people that it's gonna blow their minds, and you know, change their like, open their listening up to a whole new world, and that's awesome. That's the best possible outcome for like compilations. Hundred percent, and and even in the other direction of like, I've never heard anything so like raw and gnarly as like F minus or Choking Victim or you know all these bands, you know like. And they're like, oh, shit, I'm going to get into harder stuff. You know what I mean? I'm, or I'm going to, you know, like, all that's true. And I think that that is super powerful. You know what I mean? Like, I think. Yeah. I mean, I bet that a lot of kids know the solo from the Dave Hilliard 7, like the kind of flawed, but, but you know, trying really hard solo from the Dave Hilliard 7 jazz, you know, ska jazz thing at the end of the thing, more than they know any other jazz solo you know, mm-hmm. they've probably listened to that solo more. And it's like, well, at least they know that, you know, like, that's good. You know what I mean? Like that, that maybe some of them went on to be like, oh, shit, it's really fun to hear some people vamping on a thing. And then a guy got fucking solo. Right. It's fun. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, maybe I want to hear more of that. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's pretty trash, yeah. you know, like, that's fun. You know, like, like that, that permissive, like my idol Tim says it's okay to just be like, oh, I want to listen to some New Orleans ska. You know what I mean? Like, go for yep. it. Let's hear it. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, 
like i think that's super powerful and 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 so yeah and i think that did it for me like like i think i got into harder stuff because like there was some slightly harder things on this at the time for me you know what i mean like like it was like i was still pretty pop punky you know what i mean and like f minus and like choking victim and you know other early drop kicks and stuff like you're you know you're asking a little bit more of people you know you're getting into the harder stuff and it's like that's an interesting set right. because eventually you get to wolf fight, you know, you get to whoever, right. you know, the, 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 there's also just this truth that like a comp asked more of people. So they tried harder. Yeah. You put, you're going to put money into it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you're going to, you're either going to buy it or you're going to press both sides of the equation. I'm asking you to pay money for it. Even if it's less money, you know, if they were all sub $10 usually, or I'm going to pay money to press it. And so like, there's, there's just everybody involved. There's a higher level of yes. thing. And I'm thinking like, there's just like a culture of this in my history of like these changing my life. And this is sort of like the, one of the first ones that changed my life, but like there was a series of these that changed my mm -hmm. life. And they're, I don't know if they're cool to talk about, but like there for sure, there was like Rockstar's kill and some other ones like that. You know, I remember hearing, OOI, OOI, you know, like the first time and like, all these things, oh, but yeah. like, no, I mean, uh, I, a bridge perversion on shrimper. I, there is a straight line from Foxy digitalis to that compilation. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, none of this stuff exists without that. There's something so powerful about that. Like in the CD era of like, yeah. let me like hint at this, like horizon. Yeah. Of I like, like look at all these paths. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, where you can go every anywhere. Where do you want to go? You know what I mean. And and I think the world today is probably better. But like, there's also something really magical about you had to go buy, use your ten, last ten dollars and go buy, and you're not gonna go buy every one of those those people's records that you heard on the comp. You might go buy over the course of the year four more records from that people on that comp, and you had to be like, well, which one am I gonna buy? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not a better system, but it created some better. There's some nostalgia for that sort of like, ooh, choose your own adventure sort of element, which again created both good and bad things. There's something really powerful. And I think back to the different comps, and I, it's been a long time since I ha held a comp that like did that for me. I'm trying, I'm thinking back. There's like some anti con, like some weirdo rap comps that were really important to me. There was, I, I still kind of like loves some of those early DFA comps, you know, um, you know, that had some weirder yeah. uh, synth stuff and black dice, you know, like the I remix of black dice. I always think about as being really powerful and being like, Oh, that's on that comp. You know, it was on a 12 inch, but the most people heard it via the comp. Like there's these canonical comps that like created, but like, I'm still like, I'm reaching all the back to like 2003, 2005, you know, like go leaf branches, like, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 100%. Uh, yes, yes. There you go. That was one of the ones that, like, completely did it for that me. That compilation, uh, since most people listening have no idea what it is. Yes. Golden Branches yeah. was a three-CD compilation that my old label, Digitalis, put out in 2005, I think it was. It's like 60 tracks. Um, and it was of that period, that scene, whatever, like, it was you know of what i hate new weird america i think that's stupid and it's not what it is yeah, yeah especially because yeah. half of the stuff on there wasn't american wasn't, yeah, um yeah. but whatever psych f free folk freak 
psychful I don't know. Anyway, it was I mean it it had everything. Like I still I st- people still talk to me about that compilation like 20 years later. And but and that again, that compilation came from that same feel of I and and I know a lot of people aren't like this and you know and I'm still trying to capture this. I did a compilation on the Jewel Garden two years ago that has like 40 tracks on it and and it's a you know and it's a pay what you want download on Bandcamp so it's not quite the same thing but it was like you know you get it's it's here's the 45 tracks here's a list of everybody and where their website is or their and so if you hear something you like it's so easy just to click and go hear more stuff and yeah that's and right. I love stuff like that like I I mean, again, I'm, I'm not the, I, I understand that I'm like an outlier in a lot of this, but uh, I was thinking that this is vaguely related. Like every, every week on Foxy Digitalis, I do a column called the capsule garden and it's usually seven to 10 short, like paragraph reviews of weird music. That's, you know, I've been listening to in the la- uh, that period, that week or whatever. But like one of the things I try to do every week is go like go tag hopping in Bandcamp and just like especially using locations and so like going like okay what the fuck is anything come out from like Montenegro let's see and actually that was one last week which I found a really cool thing and then it's Mm. and it's just and so like compilate like that spirit is like a great compilation embodies that like it makes you want to do that it makes you, I, I mean, I think you talking about how hearing something in the context of give them, of give them the boot that in any other context, you'd have been like, Oh, whatever. But like in the context of that compilation, like where it sits in the compilation, how, you know, the tracks around it flow and all of that. And it makes you think, Oh, maybe I do want to check out this band. Like, or maybe this is, some, and then like, that's, that's, that yeah. is the thing. That is what you, it's that it's like serving it up to you in the way that you will be the yes. most ready for it. And it's, it's, I, I mean, to me, it's an art form. I, I mean, this is, you know, you oh, sequencing yeah. a record period is an art form, but sequencing a compilation is like, it's like master level. Like, I mean, it is. It is it's really making it something that feels like it's summarizing. And I know that there's a lot of bad feels about like, oh, but it's missing all these things. And like. I think you combated that by being like, fuck it, it's three. Right, days. yeah. Like, like, right. <laughs> like, but, like, no matter what, it, it, there's sort of, like, when they try to be of a moment, I think when you're very inside the scene that's that it's trying to sum up, it can be a lot of bad feels. But, like, I think for a home listener, yeah. all that can be true. But for home listeners, there's always going to be better benefits than there is for the downside of the scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the scene's always going to have some like oh, mixed feelings about that, but like, I think for the home listener, it's always going to be powerful to just be like, "Here's a really good comp that helps sum up or or dip your toe or do whatever the right thing is." I, you made me think about what's <laughs> the sort of like flip of the um, what's the Banhart Arthur comp around that same time? Oh, that's probably like the last one that I can think of that that was also very moving. Yeah, I can't think of what it is. That golden apples of the sun. Oh, maybe so. I think I, that's what it's called. Yeah, Banhart put together like a quote unquote freak folk, sick organs, Newsome, you know, kind of all the like more mainstream stuff 
from that moment, you know, and that was really good for me. Like that yep. helped me kind of, it's funny, like that's a third or more of the stuff I put out these days is kind of informed by that stuff. And it's like, yeah, there was a day like where all that was kind of felt new and I wasn't very informed by that scene. And that was probably really important. Like I got this, like, here's a big, huge download. You've been hearing about these bands, but here's a quick, you know, God, I'm just like, know, look, yeah. 13. Look at who's on. I'm like, looking here's at like this thing? Holy half of the half yeah. of that scene, you know, like some of the biggest people. And let me just explain it all to you. You know what I mean? And one thing, and yes, sure i'm sure inside that scene there's a lot of mixed feelings because certain people were on it certain people weren't is it that good of a summary of that scene you know devendra has got a lot of you know people have a lot of feelings about him yeah but like in that moment yep give me a break that was super important to to me to anybody like i'm like i'm trying to shift gears and get into this stuff and it's like well here you go (laughs) you know what i mean like and that just that shit doesn't happen anymore and people are like oh mixes and playlists and it's like yeah but somebody's like fucking thousands of dollars for somebody wasn't on the line when you say playlist you know mm-hmm. what i mean and maybe that's better but also maybe it's not you know what i mean like maybe it doesn't it doesn't create that same level of pressure of like i don't know there's something about a real cd comp that is just so powerful that you have yeah these market forces meeting these sort of social forces meeting these sort of authority the tone and authority of it you know like i don't know there's so many ups and downs and goods and bads of it, but like, I feel like it's a net good I, though. But that's me. yeah. I was gonna say to an end listener, I think uh-huh. it's totally a net good. Yeah, uh-huh. I would totally agree with you. I think there's all sorts of scene politics, but like scene politics are for the scene. You know what I mean? Like, right. like there's always scene politics to, to anything like that, and it's like that sucks and that's to be navigated. Yep. But like. And there's probably better and worse ways to navigate it, but like, yeah, okay, sure. But like, yeah, to the, I bet you more off, this goes back to the like gatekeeping stories and like, there's always the first band that you heard. Yep. And a lot of times we, we have this tone of, well, you should abandon the bands that were your crossover bands. It's like, no, enjoy your crossover right. bands. Why would you, in the same way, like, why would you abandon Rancid just because you got into noise? Like, it's like, you don't have to abandon your like, stuff you liked in the past just because you got into more expansive stuff maybe you want to that's fine sure like maybe you just it doesn't hit you in the same way but like this the pre the outer pressure to abandon or dislike or whatever because it was the thing that was like your doorway i feel like there's sort of a tone of like okay that was your doorway but now you got to be done with it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that was your crossovers now i feel like there's a tone in in a lot of scenes and it's like I don't want to be a part of that. No, I, <laughs> I don't I want think, to be a part of that. I want to be able to listen to Give Him the Boot, and I want to listen to go whatever the fuck you know is dude, the I, the thing of the week. You know what I mean? I mean, um, yeah, it's the I don't know. It's it's the it's the radical acceptance thing. It's the it's yeah. Like, I, I mean, I spent the yesterday. So, Eden went out of town and like uh, take her to the airport anyway. And my kid and I were dri- doing a lot of driving around yesterday. And half the time we were driving around like blasting Taylor Swift singing along with the windows down together. And yeah. it was amazing. I had the best time. And, you know, and for her who she's nine years old, going on 10, going on 16, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it, and then she came home and wanted to listen to the breath of the wild soundtrack. So it's like, what, you know, but like, I don't know. I feel like there is this like 
stuff like that. I, I mean, maybe this is mostly to do with like scenes I've been a part of. Cause I've been like, I was in the punk scene and punk scene gets very yeah. judgmental. And then, then I feel like the noise and experimental scenes can get very judgmental and very, you know, whatever. And so there's like a, and what's funny as I'm going to say, I not to mm-hmm. turn this whole podcast into something else. I think that experimental scene thinks it's not judgmental. The punk scene thinks it's not either. Every scene thinks it's not. I, I think it's so funny how much those scenes are like, yeah, do whatever you want. And but not like, this. No. Dude, if I walked in with a fucking Rancid song, you'd be like, oh, cool, funny Rancid song. Right. You're like, no, I like Rancid. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I I, I, I think people still self come from a, like, we're all middle schoolers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we never get past middle school in the end. Like, I, I see people... Most people's first reactions to things is the same level they would have. They just they've evolved what the topics are. I yeah, completely agree. <laughs> and that's me too. No, you know absolutely. I mean? like, I like, s- this is not pointing fingers. This is me saying like we need to work on this because like I know I'm right. I mean, way. part you know of the reason I mean? like, part I, of the whole point of me doing this podcast is to force myself to try and like work on that in in a very public way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. Like, this is, how do I not go, eh, I don't know. Like, is yes, you, cool you thought you were just going to listen to a podcast of two guys talking about, like, oh, Rance, it's cool, and they play this riff. And it's like, no, this is me, like, dealing with my own. This is actually just a medium for me to deal with my, like, internal issues and as far as, like, imposter syndrome and then as far as uh, self editing of, you know, oh, I don't actually like this. No, it's like, that's all this. This is that's really what this is about so yeah and and it's it's showing me a lot of times how much i still yeah, yeah. self-edit like you know even on this thing like i love a lot of songs on this comp that like i'd be embarrassed to tell people or show people and be like this song's awesome you know what i mean you know, the like, funny thing is is for me like it's kind of like i that i have that too but there, i have another thing that so like with this comp like I've said, I don't know it that well. This wasn't. Yeah. I, yeah. It wasn't but rare at all. In past lives, before I had lots of therapy and gro- personal growth, I would be afraid to admit that. I would act like, oh, yeah, oh, I know it. Because, like, saying oh. I, you don't know, you know, like, admitting you don't know something yeah, is no, not cool. Yeah. Like it's, and again. I, I definitely struggled with that a lot of being like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, pretending to know Especially in experimental about. music scenes. Oh, 100%. And it's like, and the, there's, and, and there are a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of places and people and stuff that want to make you feel like shit if you don't know, like xyz or something or like oh what do you mean this isn't this important thing like it doesn't it doesn't matter yeah and i get accused a lot of like i get i get excited in this one way when i get i'm like you don't know blah 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 and i 1000 percent am doing it because i'm excited that that person doesn't know but there's this built-up thing that that tone equals Mm -hmm. that judgment and like, oh, you're a record guy. You're gonna judge me. It's and I, I'm certain the way I'm saying it is not the right way to say it. That like, even my wife, even other people in my life, that like will be like, you can't say that. It sounds so bad when you say it. And I'm like, I totally am working on it because it's like, I'm I'm like 
genuinely surprised sometimes when I'm like, oh, I, th- I would have assumed you liked that. Like, like I'm genuinely like, you never came across that. I'm surprised or I'm excited that I get to show you it. Right. Are the two things. And I'm just like an excitable dork. Right. You know what I mean? Not like I am judging you, but there is the whole world is built on this fear of being judged. <laughs> And then also, like, I am the persona of the person who normally would judge you. Right. You know oh, what I mean? It's, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's Jack Black and High Fidelity. You don't have blonde yeah. on blonde? Yeah. Like, but that's how it feels. Like, and, we're, and, and we are all terrified yeah. of being the person on the other end of that. 100%. And so, like, us complaining about this does not mean that I am not guilty 1,000% of, like, even even sometimes I'm sure in my life being that person on purpose, but like even at this point at a more aware point in my life, I get caught in it all the time where people are like, whoa, man, it feels <laughs> bad when you say it that way. And I'm like, oh, well, shit, that's not even what I right. mean. I'm like just stoked. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And then, yeah, I, it's funny that we're on this tangent, but like I would say this comp is a great example of like, I would like to put this in my like top records of all time. I doubt I would if I was putting it up on anything that any experimental people would see. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, well, and that's, I, yeah, but you should. You know what I mean? Like, like you yeah. should. Like, I should. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing. But, yeah. Like, I should be happy enough to be like important records that I love listening to. List. This is on air. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I've listened to this comp more than most things in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it has great pieces of music on it. And a lot of kind of crappy, but really great sequenced pieces of music on well, it. And, there's, yeah. and it's got, and it's got know, personal it's like, meaning. Like it's got, yeah, exactly. So you know, that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's fucking okay. And it's just so weird that like, are we I like, know. why the fuck are we like this? Brad? Well, because society wants us to be, because then they can manipulate us to sell us things and exploit us. Are people, are, <laughs> do you think, do you think that like this happens more or less with male mm, I think it music listeners I, I de- well I was gonna say with I think it happens maybe the same amount but for different reasons well yeah maybe I don't know I think it uh, if we're just talking strictly music I'm just talking about that music thing that we were talking about I mean here's the, the thing well here's the thing with. is most of these scenes that we are talking about are like 90% male. Like True. our listenership is probably like ninety nine percent. Oh God! I mean, I, yeah. It's, like, it's, I'm, I I feel I, a little ashamed of that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think our music, but, I think our listenership tends to be people who are very much identified right. with us. They are very similar yes, to yes. us, um, they, for good or for yeah. bad. They are very a similar age, similar life experience. What one thing is, I think that it probably gets replaced by just the sort of problems of being a woman in these scenes and being yeah. not believed and all these things. So like, yeah, I mean same, that's the whole like, oh, you're wearing that shirt, name one song. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. It's so a whole you have different like, fucking thing that's worse. You get the whole frankly, like but... not believe it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say I'd rather not. Yeah. I would rather have our nurses than that sort of thing. But like, if I was cont- to contend with anything, but like. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if our version is because of that some of the some of the more testosterone driven bullshit. But then there's like very similar outcomes, but for different reasons with with um, yeah women uh, fans of the music. But like because I felt like some of that was driven by sort of male expectations. But then I'm like, 
yeah, but women have this whole other approach, you know, for the most part, the, the standard ex um, experience you hear is very similar, but for thinking like even more right. shitty reasons. Yeah, so, no, that is, that is a good um, point and an, uh, an important point, I think. Um, <laughs> so it's like all that plus. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, uh, God, our society sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we should probably wind this down. This has been more than I thought it would be. But I, uh, again, I have strong feelings about this record. I would encourage you to try it more than a few times. Like, to be honest, like, I'd be like, I'd love to ha see what happens when you become a little more than just familiar with this. Mm -hmm. Not today, you know what I mean? Like, but over the course of this this podcast, it'd be interesting if you became more familiar with this. Just because I'd, I'd be curious what, what happens with you, Brad. But... Um, I'd love to hear also our, our, you, our listeners, like what, uh, yeah. what's your experience with this comp? Because sure. I, I, I feel like it's probably not unique to me that if you were around in the late nineties and you were a Rancid fan, this was a big deal or a Hellcat fan. This was a, like, this ended up being important to you, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe this was like, and maybe everybody's like, nah, the second one's the yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, but Hey, let's, yeah, let us know. Like that's, I think that's really interesting. All right. <sighs> okay. We so, this this went <laughs> this went long. Went into a whole new place. This, this is good though. This I yeah. I, this is good. Um, <laughs> where are we at? Oh, it's my pick. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. 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 What are we doing next? Okay. Week? Um, I was saying earlier. I was like, my brain's still in tomorrow never comes mode. And so. Okay. And I, like especially after the musical theater thing i still i can't i can't stop thinking about it and imagining what the <laughs> stage production of it would look like um <laughs> god i hope i if uh, take that on tour guys take that on tour uh, anyway uh so let's 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 jump back to tomorrow never comes and this is tough this is mm -hmm. like i was like god oh, what song do i want to do um because Anyway, I think we're just going to go big. Okay. We're going to talk about New American. Okay. Yeah. Um, There's enough meat on that. Yeah, one. I think so. I was I was going one other direction. I was like, yeah, I need something longer than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my only Yeah, word. it's like maybe later I'll, you know, we'll be like, okay, let's talk. We could do a song that's about a minute and then we can use that to talk about something completely different. But um, yeah, so. All right. As always. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at RancidPod, uh, on Patreon, patreon.com slash the 11th Hour Podcast, I believe. It's all in our show notes and link tree. Uh, thanks to everybody who has signed up for the Patreon. It's fantastic. Love to see you over there. You get episodes early, so that's kind of a new bonus. Or not a new bonus, but a bonus because um, we've also decided we're going to change it the day we record new episodes. So it'll give you sort of a jump on reacting and getting it into the next episode if that is a thing you are interested in. And I think that's it. I don't know. I, I feel like I these I used to have this outro down and then we added like the Patreon and stuff and now I have no idea what to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got anything you want to add, Sam? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's got a the beard.
Uh, I don't even need to play the track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was basically <laughs> it, right? Basically it. Pretty good. Oh fuck! I think that should be our. We should attempt to to sing every. That should track be our new thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, we should attempt to, and then that should be the outro. Of the... <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Got to get this police siren in there that would confuse me when I was. If we were um, if we recorded this on Wednesdays at noon, then I could get the tornado siren in the background that they always did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. What do I get? Okay. Yeah. Uh